0: Very quickly in my business, I found, oh my goodness, I can combine these things. Like I love business. I love talking about the very rooted parts of being a human and then combining that with things like spirituality, astrology, human design, to understand that more and actually finding that expression and that function within our lives that actually feels true to us.
1: Welcome to Successful, the podcast, a show about the stories of women redefining success. We're your hosts. I'm Carla. And I'm Natalie. Like you, we're two
2: career women figuring out the meaning of success.
1: In each episode, we bring you our stories and the stories of other women who are redefining success in life, in work, and on their own terms. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Successful, the podcast. I'm Carla, and I'm here with Natalie. Natalie, how are you?
2: Hey, I'm doing good. I'm happy because we're recording on a Friday, so I'm better than usual because those Friday feelings are real (laughs) for some of us. I don't know if they're real for you still. Oh, but.
1: no, they are. They are. I I love Fridays. I laugh because Noah was telling me yesterday, we were like, oh, it's just Thursday. It's not Friday yet. And Noah's uh-huh. telling me one of his coworkers calls Thursday's Friday junior. So she'll say like, <laughs> happy Friday junior. <laughs> oh my gosh.
2: I've heard so many variations of that. I hear like
1: pre-Friday, Friday Eve,
2: like yeah. anything to you in that mindset that... There's almost the weekend release. Yeah. Yes. The right rest.
1: Oh, yeah. like a Friday. Yeah. Like you've a had a meeting. pretty intense 24 hours with work. Yes. You
2: know. Yes, I have. I Yeah. So we're on a really short timeline with this specific project. So it's like six weeks. Um, and we have so much to do in six weeks. And we're in week four right now. And we have to present everything, obviously. And there's a whole m- bunch more to do. It sounds like your brain has been very
1: busy and you yes. deserve a few days off. I, yeah, I feel like it.
2: <laughs> what about you? How has your week been?
1: It's been good. It's been busy. I have been actually really struggling with back pain because I have been spending a lot more time sitting. Mm. I tend to just have really poor posture, which sitting so long with poor posture, and I've also been lifting weights, like all of that just has caused havoc on my on my back, but it's a symptom of things being pretty busy, which is good. But Noah and I have been really trying to be mindful of having more separation between our work in the evenings. And right now we're in Utah and we are in this amazing place. One nice thing is that there's no cell phone signal here because we're really remote. So we work because we have satellite internet. We just bought it a few weeks ago. And so during the day when we're working, we have really good satellite internet. But we've been really mindful of just cutting off ourselves from the internet, mostly as well as we can, by like five or six. And then just just listening to music, just talking to each other, reading, coloring, like doing these things that normally we wouldn't do because we have internet right let's detox you know from the day mm-hmm. let's just cut off our internet access yeah and yeah and so today we we have a guest that talks about this concept mm-hmm. at a much bigger scale right like i'm talking about like an evening right <laughs> um but i'm I, I find it so fascinating that you know detoxing from the things we consume tv Social media, you know, all those things can really do amazing things for just your inner calm. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm seeing a lot in my relationship, just communicating a lot more and spending more time together. Uh, but it's really fascinating to think about it. Like, could I do something like that for a month? Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. Don't know. <laughs> we That's really get into time. it
2: too. It's like super appealing because we. I think we all have that feeling that like pull towards simplicity because life can be incredibly busy and a lot of it is self-inflicted and we don't think about that a lot of the time but some of it's necessary but a lot of it is self-inflicted and so this this concept of detoxing from all of these inputs that are coming in seems so appealing but also if you start to think about it logically it's like so difficult <laughs> and we do get into that and in so 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 much more about trusting yourself and using your intuition. It's just a really fascinating episode and I really love this guest, Alexandria. So we hope you love it as much as we loved the conversation. So without further ado, here is Alexandria Rollet.
0: What I do is I help people understand themselves on a deeper level. And I do that through systems such as astrology and human design. And I weave in a lot of, you know, spiritual teachings and things like that. I really started to get more and more into the spiritual things and realize that I was really leaving a huge part of myself uh, like to the side. And that side of myself was the very logical and practical side. Like I was using a lot of verbiage and language that was so beautiful, but it was like wispy. Like you, couldn't quite grab onto what I'm saying and, and really understand like what is the point I'm trying to get at. And I noticed that it wasn't landing, and I noticed that in me, I was feeling uh, just kind of uneasy. like I just didn't feel like what I was putting out there was really me until I brought in more of that practical side of things, a more logical approach to spirituality or things like uh, or systems such as astrology or human design. Once I started weaving those two things together, I found more resonance within me and I found that more people were able to understand what I was saying, which is huge, <laughs> but also get get better results in terms of really understanding who they
2: are and then just how to be in the world that we live in. It totally makes sense to me. I'm curious and how you got into kind of this more, you know, it's less common, I'd say, a field, the astrology, the human design, that interest in how to understand human behavior um, and understand ourselves better. How did you get into that space? I would say that I was just born with that interest. I don't
0: remember a time where I wasn't into something like magic or, you know, just things that are more unseen. One of the things that I really loved was astrology. I think I found it when I was maybe 10. And it was just one of those things that has stuck with me the whole time. I didn't even know there was a thing such as a natal chart until I was in high school, um, which is funny because a Scorpio boyfriend of mine introduced the concept to me. (laughs) And I was like, that's just so perfect for a Scorpio. It is so perfect. (laughs) It's just one of those things that always stuck with me. And I found myself constantly going back to it for meaning or information or just understanding. I kind of always had this feeling of like, I don't necessarily understand myself, um, that I need to know more about me to know why I am the way I am, why I feel different from other people, why I feel different from my family, all of those questions. And that's something that astrology really helped me with. And so when it came time to when I started realizing that I didn't really love being in the corporate space, um, I decided to start studying astrology because I noticed that it became more in the mainstream. It's like, oh, a lot of people are talking about these esoteric things that I've always loved. Cool. Um, let's let's keep listening. And then I found an astrologer that I really resonated with, and I did a mentorship with her. And that's what started my business. That's what started... Um, it really actually... What it did the most for me was showed me that the career of astrologer is possible. Like that's a reality that exists. And once I saw that that existed and was a thing, I was like, "Cool. I don't care what people in Missouri think about, you know, astrology as a means for making money. This is something I've always been into and it's possible,
2: let's do it." That's so fascinating and it it is so interesting. You mentioned a few things, but like having a mentor and having somebody who you can see doing something that maybe you never really thought is possible, that expands our ability to see what's possible for us. And it's just like such an important life moment when you have that. And I'm sure, Carla, you've had that with your coaching
1: business as well. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And what you're sharing, Alexandria, is I find so interesting as is, is you're sharing how you've, you started out more in the astrology more esoteric more spiritual aspect and then recognize this this not just practicality but necessity of applying the logical you know people call it more like the the left brain kind of things i feel like for me it was opposite i was always so focused on the business, the practicality, the logic, because I, like you, started in in corporate and it's taken me time to be like, you know, the emotional aspect and the creativity and the things that aren't as, you know, that you can't feel or you can't touch, I guess, or you can't like explain completely those things are really, really practical. And so I, I love the recognition that you have of how both work together. I am curious to know a little bit more about the tools that you've been referencing. You know, some of our listeners might not be as familiar with astrology or with human design. What is human design, you know, and how can people, and it's in astrology too, you know, how can people benefit from leveraging and exploring those tools in their lives?
0: Great question. And I want to speak a little bit to what you were saying about your own personal journey. I I love that. And I feel like a lot of people do, especially like more corporate based people do feel a lot of um, comfort and trust in that more logical left brain. And then they're opened to that more spiritual side of things. And um, for my own personal journey, I've done all of it, like kid wise, as a child, little little Lexi as I used to go by all the time. Um, I was so into magic, right? But then college was like, I went into college as an English major and I came out with a business degree because I just really quickly saw that, oh, I don't think I like this feeling space anymore. Like, I don't want to stay over there. This seems more logical and it seems like something I can build on and attain that version of success that I think I'm supposed to have. Um, And then once I found that that really wasn't working for me anymore, then I found my way back to spirituality. And then um, very quickly in my business, I found, oh my goodness, I can combine these things. Like I love business. I love talking about the very rooted parts of being a human and then combining that with like using things like spirituality, astrology, human design, etc., to understand that more and actually find a, a more sense of alignment, like finding that expression and that function within our lives that actually feels true to us. And so to the answer to your question of like, what is human design and astrology, or also what would we use it for is... Is finding a sense of self and finding that that what is it that makes you feel fulfilled in life? What is it that like how are you here to operate? How are you here to just be? Astrology as a system is based off of where the planets are um, and those planets falling into certain signs, and then we put it into a chart that looks like. Um, Well, the chart is the night sky, and it looks like a wheel cut into different slices. And all those slices are different parts of your life, different areas of your life. And all of this added together is to give you more information about your characteristics, your personality, some of the trials and tribulations that you might have in your life, some of the successes and joys that you might experience. Uh, It can really give you so many pieces of information about how to navigate the things that you're experiencing. I understand that I'm having this thing. How do I work through it? And astrology can help you with the answer to that. And then human design is a newer system, but it combines several ancient systems together, astrology being one of them. So human design is still based off of your birth date time and location because we do need to know where the planets were when you were born as well as 88 days before you were born and all of that information put together all of the different systems that are in there such as I might as well say them astrology the chakra system the Kabbalah, the i ching all of those combined to give you a better sense of how does your energy operate how are you here to um, if if we think about the body as a vehicle, the vehicle that your consciousness lives in, that like you are operating from day to day, human design really teaches you how to operate your body vehicle. So it can be as practical and grounded as what kind of environment should I be living in? What kind of food should I be eating? How structured or flowy am I supposed to be in my workflow? How much energy do I actually have to get things done? And it can take you to a more esoteric place of like, what is my bigger life purpose? What's my life theme? What am I really here to bring to the collective? What's my role? So it can be as, you know, real 3D. What are we doing here right now? All the way to what's that? bigger thing that I'm trying to to find that I don't even know that I'm looking for.
2: That's such a great explanation. I could give, you know, my experience with it as an example cuz I do think it illustrates very much of what you were saying. I've really used mostly astrology but, you know, more recently understanding of human design which can be very similar in some ways but gives you a different lens on things, but when I discovered astrology, I was extremely skeptical. <laughs> as I think most people are when you approach something that's so um, different and not tangible. And, you know, it's just very different from what we're used to. Um, But I really got a better grip on who I am at my core. So it helped me to like step into and own the parts of myself that maybe I was trying to not be because I have a lot of fire in my chart. So for those of you that don't know, it's like the Aries and the Sagittarius. So I've got a ton of energy to give. And I was often told growing up like, oh, you're too much. You're too opinionated. Like, why do you have so much energy? Like, go outside and play and like get it out, you know? Um, And I would try to fit into a box of being like a little bit less than what I felt like I, I was. So understanding those components of me really helped me in my own journey of self-acceptance. And it was just really freeing, I'd say. And I have to come back to that sometimes to remind myself like, oh no, you're supposed to be this way. Like you just have an abundance of this element. And sometimes you need to slow down and like take a bath and get some more of the water element for yourself. But, you know, you you do have permission to, to be yourself and own those pieces of yourself that maybe – didn't fit so well into your conception of who you should be.
1: Yeah. I can also give an example of how, so you give the astrology aspect. I've just recently been learning about human design and my human design is the manifesting generator. And recently the definition of what it means to manifest and generate has been really coming forth in my business where I always thought of myself in one way which I would associate more with the generator right with like getting things done and the manifesting is much more visionary and that was like Natalie said it's you know it kind of gives you almost like permission to explore parts of you that you didn't realize were within you so it's so cool that I get to be both right that I can generate, which is very, which I associate very much with corporate, like getting things done, the deliverables, you know, checking things off. And then I never had seen myself as the manifester, the more visionary until I became an entrepreneur. And so it's, it's neat to have this tool, this tool that I've never had before to better understand myself. And like you said, I love how you described it, Alexander. you said it gives you a layer of meaning. It doesn't mean that it's the end all be all right? It's simply another layer of meaning that allows you to get to know yourself from a different perspective than how you've gotten to know yourself before. So so I love that. There was one thing that you said on your Instagram, I've been stalking you, of course, and <laughs> there was one post that I loved um, where you said, where you denoted the importance of, not, of, of the language that you use and how certain things define you but don't need to define you like we'll say like i'm a leo or even like i'm a manifesting generator i I like to be mindful of not using such definite absolute statements like that and rather think about a little bit more about like i have manifesting generator qualities or um you know just not be so definite but rather how can i pull from all the things that i'm learning about myself
0: Mm
1: Well, first of all, I love both of your shares. I'm glad that we got a little bit of astrology and a
0: little bit of human design. And I'm so glad that you both have found a purpose for those systems for you. And I'm glad that you really bring up the that it's not an absolute. It's not the end all be all. Because there are other ways of understanding yourself as well. Like it's just because these systems exist doesn't mean that they're the only ones. So they're not going to resonate with everyone. We're multidimensional and that can mean however you want it, want to take it. You can take it as spiritual as you want, or as not spiritual as you want. We're, we're multifaceted people. And so to think that the characteristics of Leo or the characteristics of projector is the only thing that we are is doing ourselves a disservice. It's something that we use. Like if you, if you have your son in Leo, for example, That is something that you can use if you want to use it. It's not necessarily something that you are. If it helps and supports you to think of it as this is what I am and identify with those things, if that supports you do it, go for it, um, you might find that you have seasons with that identification. And that's really what happened for me. And that's why now I speak of it more as let's be a little bit more mindful about the language that we use, because at first it helped really helped me to identify as a projector or identify as a Capricorn rising, because that gave me some layers of information of how I'm here to be and operate. But as I started feeling like these are constrictions that I no longer wanted to be in, then I found it was more useful to say things like, oh, I use the projector template
1: to do what I need to do
0: in, in my life.
1: I love that, Alexandria. Thank you for expanding on that. One of the things that I've seen you talk about is this concept of inner authority. Could you expand a little bit on, on what that is when it comes to human design? So human design teaches that we all
0: have our own aligned or best way of making decisions and it's called the authority. Now, one thing that I will differentiate is that some people have what is called an inner authority and some people have what is called an outer authority. And so the inner authority is, as it sounds, um, one of your centers, um, such as your sacral, your will center or your spleen center, um, or your solar plexus is your primary center that helps you make decisions. And then there's other people that have lunar authority or self-projected authority or even mental projected, And those are characterized as outer authority. But the theory that I have right now, and it is just a theory, I have to speak to more people with uh, these outer authorities. My theory is that even though it's an outer authority, which means it's based off of the environment that you're in, um, the people that you're sounding board, your information off of, Even though it's characterized as outer, I would wager to say that it still feels pretty inner. Like it feels like something that like a process that you are going through. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have someone tell you what's going on or that you have to have the moon tell you what's the right way to go. It's more of, no, this is a process that you need to go through. Um, So the inner authority, outer authority helps you with decision-making. It helps you more in the sense of, like, your bigger life-altering decisions. So what job to to take or what job to apply for, you know, career, living, um, commitments. That's what your authority is for. Um, Yes, you can use your authority for smaller things and we often do, and that's not wrong or bad, or you shouldn't, but um you know the those smaller decisions you're going to find that, yes, maybe your sacral will give you that gut response of "Yes, go this way for whatever thing you're trying to decide on in your business, for example, like, should I be sending this in email? I don't know, maybe your gut might be like. Yes. But your mind is going to then come in with the details. Um, so
1: I hope that answered your question. As you're describing it, the word that's coming up is it's like your intuition telling you which direction to go in. And so it's almost like your type of intuition. Yes, absolutely. Um,
0: so the splenic authority is the only one that's described as intuition. However. I feel like that's a limiting way to think about it. Um, because I think that other people's or other types of authorities, such as the sacral authority, well, that's described as a gut feeling. What else do we describe as a gut feeling? Intuition. Um, so there's all these different ways of describing these authorities that I guess it's just whatever resonates with you. Me personally, I like to think about it. Think about it the way that you just explained it. Your authority is your unique way of how your intuition works. Something that I talk about a lot is that intuition is not here to just be airy fairy and lead you down some path that makes zero sense. Like sometimes it can, but a lot of times what I have found is that if I actually do follow my intuition, my intuition leads me to some very logical places, it leads me to um, logical resources. Like it, it's not, intuition isn't there to just make you this, um, unrealistic person that has no concept of reality. It can lead you to the exact thing that you need. And it can, even though it might feel illogical or you might feel like you look maybe crazy or something like that, um... It might feel that way and that's okay, but I guarantee you're going to look like you know exactly what you're doing. You're not going Mm -hmm. to look any different than
2: anybody else. But it can be hard to trust that intuition sometimes, especially if the world is like telling you to do something different or it kind of goes against the grain a bit. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious if this isn't too personal, what your inner authority is, and then how you make time maybe with your daily habits or what your process is to connect in with that inner authority.
0: Yeah, uh, not too personal at all. Thank you.
2: Um, So I have
0: the splenic authority, which is often described as intuition. The way that I work with it, that's gone through different phases. um, And I've had to really find my way with it, of course. but. Some of the things that I've done in the past is um gone on like a total intake detox. Like that was super important for me. I absolutely needed to do that because it taught me what my intuition actually feels like and what it actually is telling me. The intake detox is not a new concept. Um it's I feel like it first was started started out as just like that social media detox. Like just take Instagram off of your phone, take it Facebook, whatever you're using, um, take it off of your phone, stop looking at it. Uh, but what the intake detox is kind of that on steroids. So yeah, take all of that social media off of your phone, but also don't listen to podcasts. Don't read blogs. If you subscribe to newsletters, either unsubscribe or just don't look at them. Don't pull cards, don't look at your natal chart, don't pull your human design chart or whatever other tool you're using to find answers. So the whole thing about the what you're really detoxing from is outsourcing answers. So a lot of us don't even really realize that we're constantly seeking for answers. You might not even know what you're looking for, but you're looking. like. How, how many times do you pull up a podcast just to have something on and and you're just like looking, okay, I don't want want to do that episode. I don't want that one, you know, or whatever, whatever it is. whatever your thing is, your go-to to either check out or or that thing that you're that you do because you tell yourself this is helping you stay informed and up to date and and giving you more information. I would definitely encourage you to take at least a month off of doing that because what you're going to find is a lot of things actually and it's not going to be easy it's not easy for many reasons for one this is a habit that you're trying to break so we all know how complicated and difficult it can be to break habits so you're going to be facing that you're also going to be facing possibly shame or doubt about what does this mean for me to not be turning to experts all the time? You know, that's something that I really got stuck in was, okay, I do want to follow my intuition and I want to do what's best for me, but also I'm not an expert. Like, I'm not an expert in everything. So if I don't know something, then I need to go to someone else who has that kind of information. So you're gonna be dealing with that, that struggle. And then you're going to be left to your own devices to figure out what is the thing that I need to be doing right now? What's what's the right decision here? Oh, um, the other thing to cease for that intake detox is don't go to your friends and family for advice. <laughs> that also needs to be set to the, so- to the side. Because you do want to be left to your own devices, and that's going to be a struggle as well. You might find that you don't actually know how to make a decision on your own. That's scary. Um, you might find that you, know, you take a step and then you're like, well, that was the wrong step. Can I even trust myself? Um, but what this does is it puts you into a beginner place. With decision making and understanding your intuition and under just understanding how you work. You you get to be a beginner again.
2: I feel like I'm just eating up every word that you're saying. <laughs> like, I need to do this. <laughs> how long did you do this for?
0: I don't know the exact time, but it was several months. And I also wouldn't say that it was perfect, zero intaking um at all. So there, was, there were two different types of intaking. There was the mindless intaking, which is what you're really trying to, to break away from. Um, so, you know, at the beginning, I wasn't that great at adhering to not doing the mindless social media scroll, right? Um, but I really did prioritize not going to astrology or tarot or even the Akashic Records, which is a whole other thing. But trying not to go to my spiritual tools. I've really stuck to that. Um, And not listening to podcasts. Like, those were the main things that I really stuck to um, for several months. It's not that you're doing this forever. You do it for a certain amount of time, and then you can start intaking again. But what I would really invite you to do is to not intake until you have the intuitive hit that you need to intake.
1: Yeah. Don't just do this intake detox because Alexandra is telling you or because you think you should, you have to do it. Do it when you're intuitively pulled. Alexandra, I'm curious as you've gone through your career and evolved your business and had these intuitive detoxes throughout your life, what have you learned about what success means to you? And how has that definition changed for you over your life? So... I will say that
0: my definition of success has evolved because of finding human design. And so I'll explain to you what it was before. And before it was very expected, like what we conventionally think of as success. Like I wanted to make all of the money and I wanted to use it to have all of these great expressions of wealth. Um, I, I just wanted everything, anything I wanted it. Um, and to me that meant I was successful. Um, getting accolades was also something that told me I was successful, but I had a job that I wasn't successful at and I physically could not be successful at it. I tried to do everything that they told me to do, or well, I didn't try to do, I did everything they told me to do, and I still wasn't successful. Um, and by successful, I mean, I wasn't meeting the metrics that were necessary for, it was like, it was a sales job. And so they had everything drilled down to the numbers. If you do this many calls, have this many, or like, yeah, if you make this many calls, then it should equal this many meetings, And then that should equal this many sales. And then after 12 months, you'll make a hundred grand. It was, it was very formulaic and I was trying so hard to do that. And I just couldn't, and it felt so gross in my body. And every time I did the things that they were telling me to do, it didn't work. And that's really when I started to look at other things in terms of like well, screw this corporate stuff. like I'm gonna go search for that spiritual stuff that I used to like. Um, so now that I have found human design, what's fascinating, I find it super funny, is that the um, the signature, this yeah, the signature of the projector, so that's the energetic frequency that this type is to be in, when they're most aligned when they're at their best. Their energetic signature is success. So projectors are here to, quote unquote, be successful. Um, That's not exactly what that means, but it is a frequency of success. So now how I look at success is that success is a feeling. It's not a thing to attain, but it's a feeling that you have internally. And that has shifted so much for me. So now what I do is I get really clear on what makes me feel successful and then I do those things or I put myself in situations for those things to happen. So what's really important is that you have internal sourcings of the, those feelings of success because it's not that you probably, it's not that you wouldn't have external sources. So let me just put actual examples on it. I feel successful if I get really good sleep and I wake up energized. That's a successful feeling for me. I feel very successful when I have the kitchen cleaned. I feel successful when I have three things on my to-do list and I get them all done. Um, You know, that, that type of stuff. So that's, those are things that I can control. But I also feel successful when people ask me for my wisdom. I feel successful right now being on this podcast that you... You both interviewed, I was trying to say, invited, that you guys invited me to be on this podcast and we're here, we're doing it. I feel so successful at this moment, but that's an external thing. That was, I can't make you invite me, but what I can do is put myself in situations to be seen, to then be invited. And if I'm not getting an an invite that day, that's okay because I have other ways to feel successful. I can go clean that kitchen. (laughs) I can go get something done on my to-do list, and then I'll feel successful. Um, So yeah, success to me is something to feel on a
2: day-to-day basis, not to go after necessarily. Much more sustainable way to have success every day. I love that. Where can people find you? And then if people want to work with you, where can people, you know, find your information and get in contact with you?
0: Yeah. Um, so thank you again for inviting me onto this podcast. I love this conversation. And as I'm sure you can feel, I could talk more. <laughs> so, um, but yes, in the interest of time, you can find me on Instagram at Alexandria period So A-L-E-X-A-N-D-R-I-A, period, R-O-L-L-E-T. And then that's also my website URL too, alexandriarole.com. And what you will find is you can get an authority activation session, which is a whole session dedicated to helping you know, feel, trust your authority. And then I have something coming up that you can get on the waitlist for, and it's called the Everyone Is Intuitive Membership. So that is going to be a space where you can really learn about the intuition that you have, trust it, feel it, but in more of a an all inclusive type of space where we're all share master classes of all the information that I know. Um, I actually really have so much more to build with it. But anyway, it's coming. There are all kinds of things set. Um, Probably will open doors in January of 2023. So as of now, you can get on the wait
2: list. Wonderful. Well, we'll link all of that in the show notes. So thank you. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing just a little bit of your wisdom with us. Thank you.
1: We'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Successful. If you liked what you heard, give us a follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram at SuccessfulThePod. See you next time.